Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio. This is Northeast Georgia Business Radio presented by Regions Bank. Embrace the FN life. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon, and yeah, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. Big thank you to my friends at Regions Bank for coming on board. But back to business. I have with me someone who I, I just met. She actually just walked right into my studio, which is very rare. But we just started chatting, and here she is. I have a bad feeling, maybe not a bad feeling, but I have a feeling that she and I are kind of wired the same. So this episode may be off the rails immediately, but that's that's all right. I'm building you up over there. I hear that. Oh, wow, she spoke. <laughs> I didn't turn her mic off. See, that's what happens. I have with me today the owner, the founder of Lampstand Blogging and Content Creation, Laura Camilleri. Laura, welcome to the Northeast Studio. Thank you. Thank how, you for having me. How are you? I'm good. For the record, you did just walk in. I did. I did get beeped in the door, but I did. They just beeped walk you in. in. They did. We shouldn't. We probably shouldn't say that live on air. <laughs> you snuck up on me. I did. I did know you were coming. Yes. But it sounds so much better the other way. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Blogging, content. Yes. That's you. Yes. We were having a very entertaining discussion. We won't go into half of what we talked about. We won't have time to do that. But blogging and content creation. You're a writer. I am. You've been doing this for how long? For 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. What does a day in the life of Laura Kamalari look like? I got to know. It's like 90% chaos. Are you sure? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> just turned up the volume on this. Well, I do have four children. Four. Um, yes, four. And I am a single mom. So I start my day by waking up my middle schooler who refuses to wake up every single day. And that starts about 5.15. And finally at 5.45, he decides to get out of bed and catch the bus that comes in 10 minutes. It sounds like me when I was in middle school. Yeah. I mean, me too. Me too. Yeah. Then I've got about 45 minutes of alone time. Nice. I make some coffee. Yeah. I read my Bible. I do some journaling. Nice and quiet. And then I get my other kids up. We get them on the bus. The middle two get on the bus for elementary school. And then I usually work for about an hour before I take my youngest to preschool. And he's there for a couple hours. And a lot of what I do during the day is answering emails. Mm -hmm. I do write, of course. Um, yeah. A lot of editing, a lot of assigning work. I have contracted writers on my team who handle a lot of the writing for me. You have a team. I do have a team. Nice. They're fantastic. Yeah. So I do a lot of editing of the pieces they are writing for me. And a lot of that just over and over again on repeat. You sound almost like a podcast host minus the kids. Do I? You do. I have two cats. <laughs> and they wake us up at 4, <laughs> four 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. Oh, I yeah. have a puppy, too, but she does not wake me up. And you she have learned. a puppy. I do. Four children. Yes. Now, the youngest is in preschool, four, five, He's four, five? Four. He's four. four. He'll be in pre-K next year. Unless the oldest is in middle, so yes. 11, 12? Yes, he's 11. And two in between. Yep. I hear you. Yep. You have your hands full. I sure do. When do you have time to do anything? I don't. But be a mom. I don't. You don't. That's why I have to work from home. Because <laughs> I finagle my hours in between all of their activities. That's got to be a blessing, though. It is. It's fantastic. Yeah? It is. It's one of the best parts of what I do, for sure. But now, blogging and content. Yes. 
you're doing this for corporate America slash private business slash question mark. Yes, I work mostly with small businesses, some medium-sized businesses, and a lot of nonprofits. And then I work with some digital marketing companies who have several clients of their own who need written content. And rather than them having the companies create the content, they will hire somebody like me and they'll outsource to me. So I kind of work as like a white-labeled writer. So they're claiming it as their own. I'm ghostwriting it or my team is ghostwriting it. I got you. And then we can take on all of their content for the entire digital marketing firm. But that's the understanding. You are the ghostwriter. Yes. And I'm sure they'll make tweaks here and there. Yes. So you're really a writer, and I'm not trying to cheapen what you do. It's very important what you do. Yes. Uh, just when I see blogger and content, I'm thinking, okay, this is a young lady who has nothing to do, and she's going to tell everyone about the new <laughs> new di- hair dye. She got her hair dyed something so, or something like that. You're a writer. You are a serious writer. Yes. But you don't write novels. No. You write content. Correct. The term content creator in the last year has gotten – turned into like the Instagram influence. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. I make videos and so I'm a content creator. Like right. Right. fair, you are creating content, but the type of content I'm creating is written content. Like, can I do blog posts with videos integrated? Sure. But that's not the bulk of what I do. It is the written content, the website copy, email campaigns, newsletters, blog posts, anything that is written, like that is what I'm doing, the actual writing. Part that's what the, you're doing. The grammar and the syntax and the punctuation and all the things. Are you a grammar Nazi? I love grammar. It was yeah. my favorite class I took in college. You get upset when people like, you know, I mean, things like that. Not Gonna so much because I'm pretty sure I do that when I'm talking. But if it's in writing, yes. Like my 11 That's where you lose it. Thinks that gonna and wanna Ugh. is a word and it's not. It's not. Mm-mm. See, I'm the other way around. If I hear it. Okay. If I say it, I will correct myself. Okay, fair. Laura, we're gonna uh, going to go to wherever <laughs> after this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the spoken word for me. Okay, well, don't judge me because I probably will say that. Wow. And I won't judge whatever I see you writing that has. I write pretty well. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Those who know me know have seen me write. I like to think I have good grammar. Maybe. I think I do. Some people think they do and they don't, but yeah, maybe I know. You do. I know. I'm always told I over-enunciate everything. Well, you're a speaker. Well, I know, but even sense. even my, my voice coaches and people in the know, you over-enunciate. I think I, some I people to. don't enunciate well enough, though, and then you can't understand them. Exactly. And that's frustrating. You know, they have something in their mouth and do that. You've got to enunciate. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Especially now when people aren't talking on the phone anymore. It's should be really interesting. And Unless my wife calls years. on that phone, I'm not picking it up. Same. I mean, I don't have a wife, but well, my even, mom. But maybe. even if you did, you would pick it up for her, right? <laughs> my mom or my kids, that's about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I know if, if, if the boss calls, something's up because we don't call each other. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We have phones and we do everything but talk on them. I know. Welcome to 2024. Right. Yeah. It's wild. Back to content creation and blogging. Was this your background growing up? Have you been doing this since you got out of school? I mean, is this something you just wanted to do? No. You've been doing it for a long time. I have been doing it for a long time, but I, I've i always enjoyed writing and language arts and all those classes. Um, you excelled in that. I did. Awesome. I did, and I always enjoyed it. But I went to college as a 
bright-eyed, innocent, oblivious to the world 18-year-old, because I was told to, decided it would be really fun to major in art, and nobody told me I shouldn't. So I graduated four and a half years later with an art degree, and then couldn't find a job because I had an art degree. Art degree. And I didn't want to do art. It just was what I did in college. It's not like some skill that I had. Like, I'm not even really that good of an artist. It just was fun. I graduated from college and was a nanny during college and couldn't find any other jobs afterwards. So continued being a nanny. Decided at one point I was going to go back to school to be a teacher, English, naturally. And I did a year of post-bac work in English and then started grad school, started student teaching, and decided this was a horrible idea and I don't want to do this. It wasn't for you. It was not for me. I had a very negative experience doing Sorry. teaching. So it was fine. It was it led me to where I needed to go. So ultimately, it was a good thing. But now it wasn't even in the state of Georgia, correct? That was, actually. That was in the was. state of Georgia. That was Atlanta Public Schools. So then I... My ex-husband, he was in the military at the time, and so we moved to Louisiana, and I found a job... I was initially going to be a substitute teacher at a private school there. My pastor at the time was on the board, and they were like, hey, they need subs. Cool, I could do that. Then they were like, actually, we have an immediate opening for an English teacher. Can you take over, like, four classes? Sure. Yeah. I'm not qualified to do that, but absolutely. I'll be there. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And I had, you know, I had all the lesson plans from the other teachers, so it was kind of just making sure the kids were on track and stuff, and it was fun. But after about a year of that, I decided that... I wasn't making enough money to sustain it, and I just really wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. So I had been reading about freelance writing and decided I would give it a shot. And so I found like a kind of a blueprint of how to start. Nice. And bought into a program and very quickly replaced my already sad private school income and was able to quit my job and stay home. My oldest was a baby at the time, and so I was able to stay home with him and Win-win. Yeah. No daycare. Daycare was very expensive. And because I was teaching private school, I was not making anything. So like a third of my check was going to daycare. Yeah. You survived it. I did. And then I've had more kids and haven't had to pay for daycare for any of them because I work for mom. Good job. Yeah. All right. Let's get down to business. I've harassed you enough about being a writer slash creator. You write content for websites, social media, question mark. Yes. Primarily websites. I do social media. It's primarily websites. But it's primarily websites. Blog post, website copy. If you're like, hey, I'm building a new website, I can uh-huh. create everything on the website for you. The about pages, services pages. So you research. Kind of do you actually build the website or you just no. pro- you just provide the content? I just do the content, yes. Website builder, put this here and this there. Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. Now, are you researching companies? Yes. So that's that's got to be most of your work right there. It is. It's a lot of it. And it's easier when we have somebody who maybe we build out their content to start with and then they're like hey we're going to do blogging or we're going to update you know five pages a month I already know the brand and the company and the industry so it's easier but I will occasionally have new clients say hey we do this really specific thing do you know anything about it I probably don't but I can learn and it's kind of your theme it is I think it's really cool by the way and I learned I learned early on that you don't actually have to be an expert in anything to write about it you have to have relative expertise which means I know more than 90 percent of people not right. in the industry, yeah. which gives me the expertise, quote unquote, yeah. to speak on a topic, provided that the actual company is then going back over and saying, yes, everything you wrote is correct. They're, yeah, they're going to okay it, right. ultimately. Right. But yeah, that makes sense. As long as you know more than the guy reading it, right. that's all you need. And it works, too, because so many industries, everybody in that industry knows it so well that they don't know how to speak to the normal human reading the content. Right. They, they Right over their head. Yes. And so they need somebody to kind of bridge that gap of say, okay, I understand what you're saying. 
I'm going to research what that means and then translate it so that the average Joe Layman's knows terms. what you mean. Correct. I could see that. Believe it or not, I've actually done that without even realizing it. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, me and my team have gotten pretty good at it. Well, yeah. <laughs> You've been doing it for 10 years. Yes. How big is the team? It's just a couple of people. There's All over the United States, though. Yeah. For a minute, I had some people outside of the United States. Oh, really? Yeah, we had. Now some, we're bragging. It was <laughs> really what it was is it was a really difficult client that I couldn't find anybody in America, literally, who wanted to take this client on. Wow, so. <laughs> we're farming you out. <laughs> You're going overseas, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Website traffic—that's important. It is important. Social media content—it is. That's important. Yes. Who wins? Website content every day. Really? Day. Absolutely. Really? If Facebook were to shut down tomorrow, would your business tank? If LinkedIn were to shut down tomorrow, would your business tank? Define tank. So the, the kind of the mindset here is you own your website. I do. You don't own LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, no. et cetera. So if they were to just pull all their platforms off the internet, mm -hmm. would all of your followers, your people disappear? I mean, obviously, they, no. know, they know your brand and things of that nature. But if you have only social media followers and no email list, how are you then now contacting potential leads? I don't have an email list. You should. I am a very <laughs> unique. You are. You are a this, different. What we do is very unique. It is. It is. But a traditional small business is typically right. going to have the email list. Right. And they need to have the traffic to the website because not only – does that bring them actual leads? But it tells Google, hey, our website's relevant. You should send more people to it. But I use mainly LinkedIn. Okay. Facebook, kind of because you got to. Yeah. Instagram doesn't work for what I do. It just doesn't. And Twitter, I'm not big enough. Let's just call it what it is. Fair. Yeah. You got three followers. Great. And, and those are actually someone overseas that have a fake picture of themselves of someone who really doesn't exist wanting to say hi. Yes. Sorry off the soapbox. But no, seriously, I use LinkedIn primarily as my email list. So what if LinkedIn were to disappear, though? I'd find a different way. What would that way be? I don't know. I haven't, haven't found it yet. If you had a website and an email list, then you wouldn't have to. I do have a way. website. I have okay. a phenomenal website that I built. Okay. And it actually is linked to the mothership because this is a franchise, right? Yep. There's 39 Business Radio X studios. The mothership, businessradiox.com, is phenomenal, but there's 39 studios. Right. If you're not real familiar with it, you will get lost quickly, okay? I, I'm not sharing any secrets. We all know that. When I built my own studio website, Northeast Georgia Business, N-E-G-A-B-R-X.com for those scoring at home, seriously, my downloads almost doubled. That's awesome. Because there was somewhere easy. Basically, I send people to my website. It's on the back of my business card. I just I t talk about it in episodes. They go there, and then they are linked they are shot over to the mothership where all the libraries at so a lot it's of a happy people marriage. Though, don't have even that they don't have they don't have or that. they do have a website but there's nothing there right it's there's one page and a picture of right. them and a phone number right no i, I agree right. i agree no the studio website is somewhat in depth if you want to host your own series right pictures of, of guests we've had in here fun stuff but also links to all of the series, our shows, sponsorships, community partners. Right. Very, very important. And there's a lot of benefit in, especially with small businesses, creating value on your website so that you're not just constantly promoting. So a lot of 
clients will say, well, I need to, I need to post on social media this and I need to talk about this sale or this event that we're having. But people are not coming to their website aside from those things because there's nothing there. So if you're, pro, if you're posting informational content that people want to read and need to know about your business, they're going to then trust you with their business. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. That's where you come in. <laughs> yes. You create that content. Yes. To keep people coming back, to keep it new. Correct. All, all, the, all the above. Yes, because Google wants to see pages be refreshed. Like, it's great if you have a great website and you have traffic to it, but if you're not constantly updating content and refreshing the website, they start deeming it as less and less relevant. So they're not going to send as much traffic to it. So if you're giving value to your customers who are visiting your website, and then they're like, oh, this was super informational. What else can I read on their website that's going to add value? They stay on your website for a while. They click through different links. Maybe they share something. You kind of get like points with Google. And they right. say, oh, my gosh, look, there's all these people. And they're right. sharing. And they're staying on the page for a long oh, time. It's relevance. They get Right. So you get more increase in your search results. So you're, you're creating the content to build out page after page after page. Correct. Multiple pages. Yes. Quote, unquote, things to do on the website. Yes. So it's more, I mean, a lot... Of course, the nitty-gritty of it is content writing and blogging, but it's really the content marketing approach to how can I market my business more effectively, mm -hmm. and one huge way is through content. You do social media campaigns, correct? Yes, yes. I don't do the paid social media stuff, but like if you need some social media posts to go along with an event or a blog post or whatever, yes, we can definitely do that. I got you. So that, that could just be a, a few lines? Mm -hmm. Not even. Mm -hmm. In my world, and I try to stick to this, if I put something out on LinkedIn, I want it to be short and sweet. Yeah. We're short attention span theater. Everybody is within reason. Fair. Is that the right way to go about it? I don't want to write war and peace right. on a LinkedIn post with a link to my newest show that just came out yesterday or something like that. No one's going to read it. Right. They're not. They're going to muddle through it if best. Yeah. And then eventually they stop opening it. Yes. Because <laughs> he wrote war and peace again. Seriously. Yeah. So I'm right on it? I mean, I would say for things like that, yes. Like if you're posting on a platform, typically short and, and short and sweet is the goal, but then you need to still be redirecting them somewhere else because you want them to engage. So if you're redirecting them to the podcast or to a blog post or to a services page on your website or an yeah. about me page, they're more likely to stay engaged. I got you. So I'm, I must be doing it right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How about that? I know what I want to talk about next. AI. I knew we were going there. Artificial intelligence. Is that not the catchphrase of 2020, probably 2023? It is. I just finished a blog post on that this morning. Too. Did you really? I did for my own business. Nice. Yeah. I don't see it replacing humans, but I guess it could. I think it will in some ways. Of in course. Content writing, I don't think it will ever fully replace I don't humans, see how it can. I don't really either, but some people have convinced themselves that it can and it is and it will. And You can convince yourself over anything if you really, truly want to. A lot of business owners really want to save money and Of time. course, of course. Fair, absolutely fair. AI does not call in sick. Correct, and it's fast. Like, oh, you need a blog post in 30 seconds? Sure, yeah. let's make that happen. Here's one in 29. Right, yeah. but in part of the blog post I wrote this morning or finished this morning was um, – there's a website that did a study on this. Like, okay, for real, we're all, we've all been talking about this. Is AI created content better? Is human created content better? Let's, let's battle it out and see what happens. Mm -hmm. They did a study and they put them against each other and they looked at rankings, visibility, and traffic. And in two of the three, human created content beat AI clear as day. 
in traffic, no, it wasn't traffic, visibility. In visibility, AI beat the human-created content just by a smidge, but it was not sustained. So the win was like, cool, it got 4% increase in visibility, but then that dwindled over time. Okay. And the visibility didn't translate to increased traffic. So like maybe it came up on a search, mm-hmm. but nobody clicks through to it, which was interesting to me. Cause I was like, okay, it beat, it beat it. Like the AI created content won, but nothing good came of it. The whole point is traffic yeah. because traffic turns into conversions. Mm-hmm. So visibility is great, but if it's not converting, it really isn't worth anything. It really isn't. So they also looked at what they called hybrid content, which is AI spits out an article and then a person takes that exact article and rewrites it. So same content, same information, same format, same organization, but I wrote it as a human. And it still did not perform nearly as well as just human-created content. Very interesting to me. Very odd. I think that's odd. It, it is a little bit, but it also, I think that it's not taking into account the way that people think necessarily. And I would assume that these people who are writing the, these pages are content marketers. They're content writers. They're not just a writer. They quote unquote know what they're doing. Right. They understand SEO. They understand right. what a blog post should have to be good. And so it's interesting because I think it clarifies to me, AI is not a replacement. And I think people are using it as the end all be all of content creation. Oh, I don't need a content writer anymore. I'm just going to plug this into AI. It's going to spit it out and I'm going to copy and paste it. And all that's doing, it's adding more content and it might improve your you know, search results a little bit. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if it's not bringing in new leads, it's not converting, it's not building brand awareness and trust, there's not really any benefit to it. No, there's none at all. So then you're just wasting time. Then you're going to have to go back in six months and call me and go, hey. Fix this. Should have called you in the first place, but didn't. Price went up. (laughs) Absolutely. Just saying. Because now I have to go back and edit all your AI-created content as well. Well, AI learns from from everything, including AI. Correct. But now if AI is only learning from itself it's going to muddle out. It's going to, it's going to plateau. Does that make sense? It does. But I think people are still pouring into it. Like they're still going to, it's going to improve. Oh, of course it will. But yeah, if everyone stops, there's going to be a tipping point. If everyone stopped, it's not going to go any further. Correct. Because we don't need that content creator anymore. We have AI. I almost made you laugh and spit water across the table, (laughs) which would have been bad because there's a soundboard right here, but. That would have been hilarious. I was very concerned like a year ago about Were job really? security. And Were you really? Yeah. I had one of my biggest clients was like, hey, so you're super fantastic, but we're going to try this. And I was like, you're going to you're gonna do what now? So it kind of made me panic. Are like, they still oh alive? Gosh. Yeah, they are. Okay. okay. Just, um, just sorry. Yeah. Um, their content is not as good as it was. It's horrible. <laughs> I saw it. It was <laughs> awful. I mean, and it like I said, it, it works... Sometimes it is not the worst thing in the world. It is better than doing nothing. I don't use it, but I, I have used it for like, I need an idea. I've got this new client. I don't know what to write about for them. Give me some blog topic ideas, or I need an outline for this piece because it's going to be really super in depth and intense. But for the most part, I don't. And that's usually just for my own writing. It's not usually for clients. I got you. I have some who've been like, you can use it. I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to do that. That stresses me out. People are arriving early today. What can I say? It's We've been going for 25 minutes, by the way. It's beautiful outside. It is. So. It is beautiful outside. Laura, before we get out of here, what is the ideal client for you, seriously? A good referral for you. Let's narrow it down. 
Okay, so there's two camps of okay. ideal referral. One would be a digital marketing company. They have multiple clients, multiple accounts, and they need somebody to manage their content. I've integrated with several digital marketing companies in the past to run their content program. Like you need blogs assigned, you need them posted, you need the keyword research done, you need them planned out. I can do all of that. The other side of that would be just a small business who's like, hey, I know I need content. I don't have a web guy or I don't have a digital marketing company on my team or a even a marketer. Some people don't have a marketing department. I can work as that. I can be their content marketer and come up with the content strategy, implement the strategy, post this, the blogs, schedule the social media posts. I can do all of that stuff for really any size company, but small businesses are my, my cup of tea. You got a website? I do. It is lampstandblogging.com. Lampstandblogging.com. How'd you get the name, Lampstand? Because you're sitting with your cup of coffee blogging beside <laughs> your lamp when one the middle really? school kid is off and the others haven't woke up yet? Is that, I mean, is that the that's no, a cool name? I, I mean, I do have a lamp in my living room that I well, I hope here, you do. But, at least one. Um, but no, Even I... Even in my bachelor days, I had at least one. Yeah. Was it the, the tall, like, stick light? That's like the no like $8 one from Walmart? No comment. I still have one of those in it, my house. It was seven no forty nine. but anyway. No judgment. I got rid of the uh, the fake um, bronze one. That's good. That's I good. got married. <laughs> Go in the trash immediately. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lampstand came from the Bible. They're in cool. Revelation especially. It talks about the seven lampstands are the seven churches and how we should be a light to Jesus wherever we go. And that's my that's how I live my life. That's how I run my business. That's, Amen. Yeah, that's the goal. Bless you for that. Thank you. We've got to end on that. That's a good one to end Yeah, on. it is. Yeah. I'm vamping. They're going to play my music. And then, see, there it is. Laura, thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. We went for a while. I think we could just wind you up again. Just <laughs> we gotta get you in here again more often. Seriously, we cool. do. Folks, lampstandblogging.com. Check Laura out. Have her write some content for you. I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll talk to you soon. Life is full of ifs. But if you want to cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, Safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings. Regions Life Banking makes it possible. Regions Bank embrace the infant life. Regions Bank, member FDIC.